0: Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top.
1: Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Edwin, and thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast. On this episode, number 32, I sit down with Michael Biskey, president at Express Scripts Canada. With over 30 years of strategic leadership, operational excellence, and professional integrity, it was really interesting for me to hear Mike's journey growing, changing roles at IBM to eventually taking his current role at Express Scripts. He shares his thoughts on how to continually innovate, behavioral sciences, and how to be a successful leader. Big shout out and thanks to my media partner, IT World Canada. For the support of the podcast now enjoy the show so welcome to the show Mike thank you so Mike appreciate your time just just taking the time out of your busy day to join us on the business leadership podcast but why don't you start off by introducing yourself to the listeners out there tell us who you are personally what you like to do when you're not growing or leading businesses
0: Great. So uh, thanks for the invitation, Edwin. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, So uh, I was born in a small town in southwestern Ontario. Um, I left home at the uh, age of 18 to go to the University of Waterloo to study math and computer science. I was a very naive uh, young person at that time, frankly. (laughs) And I uh, met my wife at university. We now have uh, three adult children. Uh, One's a pilot, one's a physician assistant, and one's an engineer. And uh, when I'm not uh, working or reading or spending time with them, I have a lot of different things I've, I uh, participate in, in lots of different interests, Uh, yoga, golf, fishing, boating, and I've recently taken up cycling. And uh, my oldest son um, has uh, declared he wants to teach me how to fly. Now, my wife is not very excited about that, so we'll see where that goes. But, uh, anyway, I just have a broad range of interests.
1: Love it. Thank you for sharing. You, you definitely have a lot of things that's keeping you busy outside of, outside of work. And I'm sure raising three children took a lot of that as well. I'm starting that journey, Mike. I got a daughter, uh, just 14 months old. So I'm, um, I'm hoping to get to there when she could teach me how to fly as well. But, uh, let, let's, let's just jump in. Currently, you're president of Express Scripts Canada. Can you, I guess, start off from there? Let us know what your current role entails, and perhaps what your what your current mission is this year.
0: So uh, maybe I'll just start by uh, telling the audience who Express Scripts Canada is, sure. because not many people have heard of us. Uh, we are actually a Fortune twenty-two company, and we are um, so we're very large. Although not many people, in particular in Canada, have heard about us. Um, but we're really in the business of supporting drug benefit plans for companies and the, their employees. So I'm responsible for um, the, the business strategy operations and overall success of the company in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and that responsibility includes defining our mission and striving to achieve it with, uh, you know, with a couple of uh, set of goals. Um, so our mission really is to make better health more affordable uh, for both companies that provide the benefit plans, as well as for the employees that use those drug benefit plans. And in order to achieve that mission, we, uh, we really need to achieve two major goals. Uh, the first goal is to deliver high quality services that actually um, make drug benefit uh, cards work for companies and for their employees. And we've been doing this for many years. We do it all day, every day for seven million Canadians. So many of the people that are uh, in your audience uh, have been served by Express Scripts in the past and don't even know it. Um, But that is a fact. We serve 7 million Canadians all day, every day, and and helping them uh, getting their their, uh, medications. Uh, The second major goal, which really gets to the heart of our mission, is to drive adoption of a set of innovative pharmacy services that we've developed that can truly make better health more affordable for both companies and for patients. Um, and this is critical to ensure that companies can continue to afford the, to provide drug benefits for, mm-hmm. uh, for Canadians in the long term. So, so my role specifically is really to uh, build a team that can support these two important goals. And my, ro- my role also includes, given, uh, given that I lead the company in Canada, understanding the overall market, the players, our customers, our, our uh, industry overall, and um, developing strategies and innovative services that can deliver on that mission.
1: Seven million Canadians—that just blows my mind. I I mean, I mean, doing my research, I knew it was a very large company, but I didn't realize that it touches upon many, many of the workforce here in Canada. So you're almost the uh, the smarts behind everyone's drug plan, I guess.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. Actually, if you think about it, um, and and as you know, I worked for IBM in the past, and. You know there was you know a little uh, little logo that says Intel Inside yes. on a on a personal computer or sort of the Intel Inside for uh, the drug benefit company or for actually I should say for the insurance companies in Canada. So if a patient has is covered by a drug benefit plan, let's say they work for IBM, or a person's covered by a drug benefit plan, they work for IBM and they get a prescription um, from a doctor, they go into a pharmacy. Right. That the pharmacist actually types that information into their pharmacy system. That information is sent real time basis to Express Scripts, Canada, and we will uh, you know look, make sure. Yep, Edwin's covered. But he works for IBM. He's covered by this benefit plan. The drug that he's being prescribed is not going to negatively interact with something else he has, and then we basically approve that. that transaction, then tell the pharmacist how much money to collect from you and, and to dispense that drug.
1: Wow, that's amazing. It's just like I come from the telecom world. It's like no one really understands what's happening on the back end. They just take it for granted that uh, the phone call connects are on, on your case that they're able to get the uh, the drugs right out over yeah. the counter and have no idea what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. So it's really and cool.
0: That's you know, and that's incredibly important for Canadians because actually, um, an Angus Reid survey recently found that one in five Canadians cannot afford the prescription medications that they're actually prescribed, so they don't take them. Um, our service um, of making drug cards work ensures that patients can actually afford those medications.
1: Um, you mentioned it already, so I'm going to bring it up. You worked for IBM, and doing my research, you I'm, a, I'm an ex-IBMer as well, but you, you stayed there over 20 years, and when I looked over it, it seemed like you had a wealth of experience. You were exposed to many roles, different opportunities for leadership as well. So I would, I'm really curious, what would you say was the biggest turning point in your career?
0: You know, you're, you're right that I've had a variety of roles over my career and uh, leadership opportunities. But I wouldn't say really that there was one big turning point. Um, rather I would say that there were a couple of very important career moves that shaped my overall experiences and opportunities. And I'll give you a one you know big example of sure. that. Sure. Um, I had been with IBM for about 10 years or so and I started out as a technical person because I graduated from Waterloo with a computer science degree mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I ended up going into sales and after about 10 years I had achieved a mid, mid-level management sales uh, role. And um, I decided at that point in time that I was going to completely change my career. And I actually left that senior, that, you know, mid-level management role to go into management consulting. And um, so I went from a senior role in one career path to basically the bottom <laughs> rung of the ladder on, in a completely different career path. And my my management, uh, my senior management and my colleagues, frankly, thought I was crazy. Right. But, you know, I did that because, first of all, I thought I would be good at it. I was passionate about it. I wanted to do something different. I wanted to learn something new, and I thought it was an opportunity to broaden my network as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyway, after a couple of years of doing that, um, I, I proved that I was pretty good at it. So, I had previous management experience before, and the leader of the consulting business asked me to run um, a section of that consulting business as a you know. So, I was a management consulting leader. Uh, we called it a partner at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and then a couple years after that, I was actually asked to run the entire business for IBM Canada. So that was a pretty major step in um, my career. Um, when I was asked to run the overall consulting business for Canada, that was another major step um, because that was transition into an executive role. And then the third major step in my career was really uh, moving uh, to my current role right now.
1: It's amazing staying within an organization and, and changing. I mean, doing a lateral move or even moving down and then growing within a new organization. How did you adjust when, when you made different roles or different responsibilities came out? To, like, how did you adjust to, to build yourself as an effective leader?
0: Well, actually, for every role, and I, and I, moved, a lot, I moved around a fair bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really have deep experience in when I joined another group for example. So in every single role I, uh, I moved to, I, I jumped in and I worked in a collaborative way with my team. Okay. And yeah, in many cases, I was the leader, but my style really is to roll up my sleeves and to work as a member of the team. And that really does three things. It helps me understand the business. It uh, builds mutual credibility and trust with my team members. And it proves that I want the team to succeed. So, you know, better yet, it also gives me an opportunity to apply a different perspective, like my perspective, um, to uh, solve problems in my current role. And let me tell you, many times, my ideas weren't the best. Sure, But um, because I'm not, not the expert, and I work as a member of the team, you know, just as an equal in terms of making decisions, um, it reinforces the fact that the team should push back and say, no, Mike, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Here's a better way to do it, which obviously I, would, I accept, and uh, proves to them that, uh, first of all, there's no ego in this, and that I respect their opinions. And then I want the team to succeed. So that was, a, I think, that's a pretty rapid learning opportunity if you really dive in and understand what you're trying, you know, your business area. And it also provides you an opportunity to provide a different perspective of the business to make it better.
1: That's great. So when it comes to leadership influence, you mentioned uh, beforehand actually that you are fascinated by strategies or concepts that that have a trans- transformative effect on business. Some of the examples that we were talking about were innovation driven by big data, the power of simplicity. Behavioral science, changing the game. I mean, these are a ton of uh, strategies or transformational stuff. So I'm really curious, with all these different broad topics and subjects, where do you go for learning something like these?
0: Well, I'm a, I'm a very curious person at heart, actually. And I read a lot. I watch what goes on around me. I try to learn from others. And I, and I love to understand how things work, actually. Sure. So sometimes I see something completely different in different industries that I really like. Sometimes I see something that's done in a different country in my industry that I think might be interesting. Um, And sometimes I just come up with an idea that we debate internally. Um, So how we learn really depends on on the idea and how we apply it is actually completely unique to uh, what we do in
1: Canada. What you provide, or even implementing these ideas, is 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 what you do differently within the organization of Express Scripts.
0: Yeah, so you know, I have a I have a
1: small core
0: team of people that have been involved in guiding our strategy for the past several years, mm-hmm. and they really understand our our market, our competitors, our customers, and uh, and our overall business. And uh, we often re- uh, meet to uh, debate ideas uh, that you know one person or other may bring bring forward. And these ideas often generate research projects, and when we you know, finish the research, we actually come up with some insights, and we often build those insights into our products. Um, so we started this process internally about 10 years ago. Um, we started our first little research project. We learned a few things, started a second research project based on those learnings, and eventually we developed a bunch of, a bunch of innovative products that, um, you know, that really delivered value to our customers. We also formalized that process uh, with our customers about five years ago now, and it was so successful that uh, we've been able to work together with them to develop and deliver innovations to the marketplace. They love that process, um, and they actually, with the innovations uh, that we brought, we developed together, they were actually more competitive uh, against the people that they compete with.
1: So you're working in collaboration with your clients, with the, with the internal processes that you developed uh, providing different innovative projects, doing these research projects, and and doing insights. It's, it's really changing what service providers do as well. Is this something that you learned being within the IBM consulting business?
0: Well, I was as I said, I've always I've always been a very curious person, and I try to really understand a business and understand how to make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, we just you know just take that concept and apply it to a different business, Express Groups. So it's really not anything different. In terms of the approach that I've always taken, right, right. Um, but what is really different is, um, you know, being able to sort of dive deep and actually involve your customers in working on these innovations. So, you know, what we've done with um, with our customers is actually we will do a little bit of, you know, research and say, you know, here's three or four ideas. Uh, let's sit down together and talk about them, and let's see what we believe together collectively would make a uh, would create leapfrog innovations in the market if we were to if we were to deliver something and we've you know through that process we've delivered three or four things that actually have um, allowed our customers like some of the big insurers like Manulife for example to leapfrog the capabilities that are available from other from their competitor
1: so I just want to take you back when you left IBM to take on the role your current role here as president and this was back a number of years I think it's 2005 correct me if I'm wrong I was really pleasantly surprised to, to find out that the former president, Jean Joubert, placed your name on the list of potential candidates uh, to replace him. So I, I, I really love, because it's so interesting to me, I would just love you to share with us how that evolved, how your relationship grew over the course of the years.
0: Sure. Well, I mentioned a few minutes ago that I made a complete switch from, you know, sales management to management consulting. And uh, what, I, what I specialized in as a management consulting was to define technology strategies that would support the business strategy. So um, I met Jean when uh, he was the senior vice president of group insurance at a major insurance company in Canada, and he hired the IBM Consulting Group to do uh, an, an IT strategy for him, information technology strategy, to support his business strategy. I happened to be a consultant on that project. Um so a couple of years after that project finished, Jean uh, picked up the phone and called me to ask me if I could do some more work for him, and that happened a few times. Uh, I did some work for him sort of every other year for you know five or six years, um, and one day he asked me if he could put my name forward as a potential candidate wow. to replace him if he ever retired. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a pretty tough decision for me because I thought I had you know what was the best job in IBM at the time, which uh, was basically running pretty much the largest consulting firm in Canada for the financial services sector, banks and the insurance companies. Um, But I ultimately ended up throwing my name uh, in the hat and a few months after that, I got a call from an executive search firm. And about a year after that, I resigned from IBM to join Express Groups.
1: Well, it, it's almost a whirlwind as well when that when that happened. I mean, I can't even imagine the emotions or even the decision process. I I know you said it was a difficult decision. Even was that just putting your name in the hat, or or <laughs> both? Deci- both, right? De- yeah. Deciding to do that because you are sitting sitting on a large, big blue organization and sitting at. But that that's great and. Within that relationship, it was the trust throughout the years and the working um, capacity that you had with John, right?
0: Absolutely. So yep that made that made a big difference. I met him, as I said, doing uh, my consulting work. Um, you know, when you're when you're doing that kind of work, you, you're basically providing advice, uh, strategic advice to executives. Um, he liked the advice I provided with him and or provided to him, and he leveraged that over a period of time and and um, and it, the relationship just developed like that, so.
1: right? No, and relationships grow from every from from every paths. I, I when I speak to many other different executives and business leaders, they really talk about the relationships that you build. You need to carry it on. So I wanted to bring up two two senior executives that that I think that you look to for some leadership or advice or even as mentors. They're strong strategists. Um, I think they've driven. A lot of innovation in the pharmacy benefit, and specifically their names, if I could say it, is George Paz and Agnes Ray Gerard. So first off, how did you start these relationships? Uh, where did you meet with them, and in what capacity? And, and how did they become your mentors or, or people that you rely on as well?
0: Well, George Paz actually was the president and CEO of Express Scripts US. Okay. And, um, the first day I met him was in my... Eighth interview, I believe, um, when I went down to Express Scripts in St. Louis to, uh, you know, to be interviewed for the for this role, and uh, so I ultimately ended up uh, working for George. He hired me, and as a matter of fact, uh, George is uh, a very well-respected senior executive in the U.S. He was uh, he was involved in growing Express Scripts from a small company to the Fortune 25 company that it is today, and for two years running, the Harvard Business Review named George as one of the top 100 CEOs in the world. Wow. So he's a very smart, challenging uh, individual, mm-hmm. and uh, Agnes, uh, Agnes Regereau is uh, how you pronounce her name, uh, she was a senior uh, vice president responsible for, for uh, business strategy and for the international business. And I worked with her uh, for many years as well. Uh, also a very bright, uh, talented individual, a great strategist. And um, so both of them were are, are very strong leaders and fantastic strategists. And, you know, as we were developing our strategy for Canada, they would ask me a lot of tough questions. <laughs> so it just made me better. I learned a lot from them. Um, you know, I, I have a huge amount of respect for both George and Agnes. They're wonderful people and great strategists and great mentors.
1: Good leaders are always in search of other other leaders. Um, with that in mind, what do you look for within a good leader, Mike?
0: Or really, I look for two things when I look for leaders. Uh, really, character and competence. So on the character side, I look for integrity, commitment, passion, collaboration, and mutual respect. Those mm-hmm. things are all very important in a leader. Uh, and frankly, if any of those things are missing, the individual is not going to make it as a leader of Express Groups and probably not many other organizations for that matter. Um, and on the competence side, well, it, you know, some of it depends on the specific role. So if I'm hiring a sales leader, I'm going to look for somebody that is very competent, or I believe they're very competent in, um, in understanding that whole uh, area of expertise and uh, are able to, you know, are, are able to be effective at that. Um, but overall in the area of competence, I look for people um, at, a, at a senior level that uh, can step back and take a look at the big picture. So they're strategic thinkers. They're also good communicators and i also look for people that are willing to do things different look for better ways of doing things and uh, in other words innovate so you know those are really the two major areas i look at uh, character and competence and i think that um, i think those are both very important for uh, senior leaders in the business in yes. business
1: no that's that's thank you for sharing that i guess i guess my question as well when it comes to business leaders and looking for pinpointing these type of leaders are you always constantly looking for leaders or or someone that might fit a good organization is it something you're doing consciously as well or it's something like oh that person's a good leader or could be a good leader
0: well it's it's both actually you know there are times when you know when a business like ours needs to add um, certain talent to the team to do certain things sometimes we've you know we have created new roles for uh, new businesses that we've gotten into in the past Um, and so you go out and you look for leaders in that respect Uh, the other thing we do is we look around the business and we see people within our own, within our own organization that have really done a great job of uh, establishing credibility and teamwork and collaboration across the business. Maybe they underst- they've been in various areas within the business, so they understand it fairly well. And we take those people and we put them in positions that uh, where they can grow. So it really uh, really depends on the situation.
1: Perfect. Uh, you mentioned earlier you do a lot of reading, and I think you read. A lot every day. You mentioned everything from general news, business articles, industry information, etc. Looking for ideas, regardless of the industry or the subject, that 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 would innovate and add value for your clients. I know we talked about this a bit, so. What's the most recent thing that uh, you may not want to share this Mike but what's the most recent thing that you read that inspired you to apply something to, to your business to innovate for and add value
0: Well Edwin, that was a very insightful statement you may want to, may not want to share this
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Um but what I, what I will say overall is that uh, you know reading really understand strengthens my understanding of the environment and, and frankly as a leader in an organization it helps you understand what you, you know the environment around you and what you need to do to be successful. Um, so regarding innovation, as I mentioned earlier, uh, sometimes I read about some things that, uh, that I see as uh, innovative that could be applied, or sometimes, in fact, I would say probably more often I, I either experience or experience something or observe something that I could apply. Um, so for competitive reasons, I won't talk about the latest innovation we're working on because it hasn't been announced, <laughs> sure. but uh, I will say that what we are working on will drive better uh, patient health and cost decisions and we're going to do that by leveraging data and advanced technologies to, uh, to enable that. Um, what I can talk about, though, is uh, behavioral science, because we built that innovation into our pharmacy service a few years ago. Um, and behavioral science is really uh, the, about the, you know, the study of how to influence individual behavior. Um, so we read about this, uh, studied it a few years ago, looked at how we could potentially apply it. And uh, we decided to uh, build some behavioral science strategies like, um, there are three of them that I'll specifically mention, uh, pre-commitment, choice architecture, and uh, loss aversion into our pharmacy service. And so we did that and we studied the effect of what we did on patients' uh, decisions. And we can actually now predict the overall behavior of a population based on how our techniques are applied to that population. And uh, that may sound, you know, airy-fairy or maybe too high level, but what we actually really use it for is um, we use those techniques to influence better patient health and cost decisions, which improves health outcomes for patients and, it, and it, while it lowers the cost for both the patient and the, uh, the employer's benefit plan. So uh, that is something that we've had uh, out in the market for probably, you know, three or four years now. It took us a while to build it in, understand it, Figure out how to build it into our uh, pharmacy service, uh, where we where we are actually dispensing medications to patients, and it has proved to be uh, proven to be very effective.
1: Oh, very cool! So, behavioral science and and maybe just to bring it a bit down to maybe some of our listeners who who might be very very high level in terms of behavioral sciences, it's just really understanding what's happening in the interaction. If from from what I understand,
0: well, actually, it's a little bit more than that. Actually, so I'll give you an example. I'll take uh, I'll take I'll take uh, loss aversion as an example. Okay. So loss aversion is a behavioral science technique, and, and really the the science behind it says that if you describe to somebody um, an opportunity and you frame it as a loss, um, they are likely more they are going to work harder to avoid the loss than they would be right. to achieve a gain. If you were to describe it in a you know an opportunity sense. So, for example, um, off the top of my head, if I were to say to you, um, you know, by taking this medication, you can lower your cholesterol, um, that's framing something as an opportunity. Correct. If I were to say to you, Edwin, if you don't take this medication, you are very likely to have a heart attack in 10 years, you are going to work harder to avoid that heart attack than you will work to, um, to avoid the high cholesterol. So that's one basic example. That's not exactly how we use the loss sure. aversion technique in our pharmacy strategy, um, but that, is, that, is a, that illustrates the point about what loss aversion is.
1: Fun question I'd like to ask here and there. Um, if you were to ask any of your team, your colleagues, your peers, um, what's the best leadership quality that you possess? What do you think they would say?
0: Well, you know, it's funny you asked that question because I've been <laughs> asked that question several times in the past. Okay. Because uh, every once in a while we go on leadership uh, development courses. Of course. <laughs> and you know that question's a common question. Uh, so I've asked my question, that question, of my team, and uh, what they've said to me is that I'm a thoughtful, considerate leader with a strategic focus that's always looking to add value and support the team. Um, now, when I left uh, IBM, uh, one of my uh, going away gifts from my team was, frankly, uh, something that's hanging in my office. And it basically uh, it talks about teamwork and it just shows how important I think a team is and, and the power of a team. Um, the other thing that uh, my leaders have said about me is that I delegate to uh, trusted team members and I hold them accountable for their actions, which is also a very important leadership trait. So those are really the two things that that's not for me. That's for my uh, from my uh, you know team members about um, my leadership qualities.
1: Really having a blast. I've been learning a lot. I'm glad to be uh, here sitting with an ex-IBMer as well. And uh, so, But before we end, I'd love to get some final thoughts, observations, and really I'm looking for some actionable recommendations that you can share with any person who's looking to grow within the, a leadership capacity who are listening today.
0: Sure. So I'm going to start out by uh, answering that question by something I read quite a while ago on the Globe and Mail. Okay. Um, and this is a pretty high-level statement, but um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. And, and that is that readers are leaders, and learners are earners. So I didn't write that. That's not you know from me. But I thought that that was a very insightful thing that uh, somebody wrote in the Globe some, some, uh, some time ago. So I would say reading and learning are, are both very important things. Um, but more practically, I would say um, I would say there are four things that uh, leaders should should do. Um, Number one, understand the environment around you and your industry in particular. Number two, constantly strive to add value to your business and to others. Three, be a collaborator and a team player. And four, build your network. If you do all four of those things, um, strive to add value to your business and to others, um,
1: I think you have a bright future. That's great, thank you again, Mike. So to close, please tell us where we could find more information about you, Express Scripts Canada, or any or any innovative things that you find interesting as well. Uh, so about to find out about more about
0: Express Scripts Canada, I would go to our website, www.express-scripts.ca. Uh, make sure you're looking at the Canadian website. If you went .com, you'll see the US, um, which is also interesting, but uh, for the Canadians in the audience, uh, it's probably more relevant to look at the Canadian site. And uh, I would say, I'd say just broadly, uh, just read, um, you know, read various uh, industry publications, the, uh, you know, the the news. I always look for things that I that I could apply to my business or that I find interesting.
1: Great. Well, thank you again for taking the time to join us on the Business Leadership Podcast, Mike. My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. That's it, folks. Thank you for listening to Episode 32 of the Business Leadership Podcast with Michael Biskey. I loved hearing his journey of growing as a leader, specifically how he decided to change his roles and start from the bottom again, and how collaborating with customers leads to new innovation. To learn more about Mike, Express Scripts, and anything you've heard, please visit the episode website webpage at thebusinessleadership.com slash 032. Thank you for all the messages. I appreciate all of the comments, questions, and, and of course, all the suggestions Keep them coming. Feel free to contact me directly via email to edwin at businessleadership.com. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to the podcast. Thanks. And until next time, Edwin signing off.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.